probably in my top 20 of movies I've seen the most, I've watched mm. the most times, is a movie I rewatched again the other day, uh, Twister. Yes! A um, classic. A classic. And holds up. I mean, the weather CG is getting a little rough. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, almost 30 years old at this point, so it's allowed to. Totally. Um, this movie remains, like, incredible. Yeah. It's so interesting. I was saying to my wife, I'm like, I feel like they don't structure scripts like this anymore. And I'm really worried for Twisters. I think rewatching this has made me think that I'm just not going to watch Twisters. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, A, so much of it is, like, based on, like, emerging technologies, like what they're doing in the script. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that would just not be applicable now. Um, sure. But, like, this movie is so chaotic in its momentum and, like, direction because the, it's, you know, it's pulling you in this one direction and they're chasing this thing and then it bails out and it's, like, a little comedy about, like, everybody having dinner together. And then it, you know, that immediately stops and it switches to this and then that immediately stops and it becomes like a true disaster movie with like stuff flying all over the place and like all this different right. like chaos around it. And then it shifts and yeah. goes in another direction again. And I'm like, I was watching it and I'm like, I can't easily pick out the like standard beats of a film in this. I'm That's sure they're point. there. I'm sure they're there, but like it's so like like chaotic is the word it's just all over the place and yeah i i'm like just i was sitting there watching it thinking about twisters and i'm like yeah. th this sequel is literally just gonna have all of those beats and i'm gonna be like <sighs> but i yeah. love bill paxton i love helen hunt um the cast in this is hilariously like people you know now i mean like Philip Seymour Hoffman plays yeah, Phil Rusty, Hoffman. who is like, yeah, it's like the just tiniest, weirdest role. But yeah. also like um Carrie Elwes is in it. Yeah, Jeremy Davis and um Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, they're all just these like big thing, big guys now. And it's like Alan Ruck is just the maps guy. You know what I mean? He's in a car in the in the thing with like all of these maps and he knows where all the roads are. And I'm like, that's GPS now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That character's not in the sequel because they're like, I just have the GPS. Yes. Yes. So I Todd I am blown away movie? by this movie. Todd Field, um Director of Anthony Tar? Rapp. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's wild. All of the I mean it's so bizarre because there's the two teams. There's like Bill Paxton's and Helen Hunt's team, which is like Alan Ruck and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, but then there's the other guy who's led by uh, Carrie Elwes, who yeah. is like the guy in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Guy and, in Saw, uh, guy in Princess Bride. And Operation Fortune. Like, yeah, he's it's everywhere. So it's just like, oh, that guy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that guy is a thing you say 45 times in this movie. Even Bill um, Paxton at one point was a, that guy. Like, oh, that dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's Bill Paxton. So, I mean, this is streaming on Max. It's absolutely worth the rewatch. It's yeah. very bizarre because, like, the CG, like, doesn't, is, like I said at the top, is starting to fade. But, like, 
Yeah. It's immediately forgivable. Um, yeah. It's wild. I love that movie so much. And like I said, I probably this was one of the DVDs my dad had when I was growing up. Of course. So like I've probably seen this movie 60 times. Perfect. As you should. I mean, again, like you said, like the I mean, it's directed by uh, the guy who did Speed, right? Uh, Whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, John DeBonk. Yeah. Yeah. Bont. Don. Which is like, yeah. <laughs> did Twister, Speed, Speed to Cruise Control and Speed. Tomb Raider, the Cradle of Life. There and you the go. Haunting. He's really spreading his uh, talents around there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's fantastic. Uh, Twister, go watch it on on Max. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting exercise to try and figure out like what your top ten movies I've seen the most times is. It's that's, a lot harder exercise than you think. That is an interesting letter or letterbox, an interesting megapixels episode too. It's true. We'd have to do it in like a year, though, so I can like think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is not and, one know, that's like coming spam up. Spam watch certain things to get them up in the right. Exactly. <laughs> it's heat. It's only the Godfather. Heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh my god. And Twisters, directed by Lee Isaac Chung, aka the director of Minari. Someone explain that to me. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, could be good, but I'm it could worried. be. <laughs> I'm worried so much of tracking tornadoes has been just like. It's just on your phone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm waiting for the like obligatory Helen Hunt cameo. Oh, yeah. They. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm very nervous. It seems more likely that they have just like Alan Rook in like a weather station somewhere. True. True. It's. Oh, hey. It's uh, whatever is Connor. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, God. Cameron. Yes. When Cameron was in Egypt town. Anyway, what about you, Josh? <laughs> um, well, I watched, I had a very strange kind of a watch week. I did not go to the theaters, unfortunately, um, but I did Uh-oh. take in a recommendation from a friend of mine. Shout out, Rebecca. There's no way that you're listening to this, but if you are, shout out. This is a Rude. film called Mother May I. Uh, from 2023, directed by a man named Lawrence Vanicelli, Vanicelli starring mm-hmm. Kyle Gallner and Holland Rodan. Don't know, not sure who Holland Rodan is. I'd never seen her in anything before. She was great in this film, though. This movie is a psychological thriller, I would say. Not quite a horror movie, although it kind of dips its toes in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can describe it is how I read the synopsis, which is after these two people go and attempt to like clear out and eventually sell Kyle Gallner's mother's house after she passed, his wife starts to inexplicably act like his mother, like verbatim, after some mm. kind of experience. And this movie is weird as hell. It is slow burn, which is really interesting because not a lot of movies take time to do that when it's necessary. Mm. And this movie was a very slow burn and it made sense, which is kind of a a, a motif, I guess I should say, for the next movie I'm going to talk about after this. But um, mm-hmm. it is, it's just a very off-putting film that is incredibly well made, incredibly well acted. Kyle Gallner, like, I, I'm just one of those guys who I'm like, when I see him, it's like David Desmalchi and I'm like, the weird guy. I like that yeah. guy. He's great in everything. Same with Kyle Gallner. He was in Smile. He's great. But this movie is very strange. It's very Freudian in a way. Um, it's mm-hmm. very off 
not I don't want to say off-putting, but unsettling in ways that you're not really sure why, because you're as the audience trying to figure out if she's lying, if this is mm-hmm. a psychological tactic, if this is possession, if this is drugs. Mm. Like th- there's so many levels that you're like, this could be anything. And I'll spoiler, I guess, like it doesn't you don't really <laughs> know by the end what it is, which I think is really, really yeah. interesting. And it works for this type of film. They also use this tactic, which I don't know if this is a real therapy tactic. If it is, I feel like it's very, very harmful. But what they do is they set a timer for 60 seconds and they swap places. And you basically have to answer as the other person. So they'll ask you a question and you answer how you think that that person's going to answer, which I think could be a little bit of a... yeah. It could be a little hairy, but I thought it was a great (laughs) storytelling tactic for this specific movie because you're trying to understand character. It's all about like personality and character. So I don't know how to feel about this movie. I liked it to a point. That's not a recommendation per se. I will say Rebecca said that she watched it two days in a row because of that exact thing where she was like, I don't know if I like this movie. And I don't Ah. really know if I like this movie that much either. But it is a huge swing, and I appreciate those big swings. And again, it's really well made, and it's like I appreciate the fact that, like Ty West, he's okay with being measured about everything, about the pacing. It's not like this, you know, breakneck kind of a thing. So, yeah, Mother May I. Very odd. I rented it on uh, Prime. It's only like five bucks. So if that appeals to you at all and you've got five bucks, check it out. I don't know. Weird. Weird movie. Nice. Um, I will. Uh, I will follow <laughs> that thread of weird movie. Nice. Um, but in a very different direction. So as I said last week, I made a list of all the ones I missed, um, and I checked a couple off of that. One of which was 2009's Jennifer's Body. Um, yes. Which I have never seen that movie, which is wild to me in in retrospect. But like, is what you know. I mean, it's. It's Jennifer's body. And I feel like it's yeah. making a resurgence of popularity. I feel like I see it a lot yeah. these days. Um, I've talked about it multiple times. So <laughs> Yes, yes. I don't think I'm just hearing it from you, though. Um, this mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. I mean, my letterbox review is what it is. Is This yeah. is aggressively 2009. Um, the music. It, the, like, the, the music, <laughs> the, the style, the mood, the the acting like just across the board um written by diablo cody yep which i didn't know until like the credits rolled (laughs) and i was like that's where all those one-liners came from yep um but um i really like this movie question mark um yeah if yeah keep going keep going yeah i mean like i understand it's it's presence as a cult classic because that's very much what it feels like really weird just like small i won't even say cameos but like small roles for people like chris pratt's in it for 45 seconds yeah jk simmons in it and johnny simmons is in it yeah um i don't i yeah i don't know um (laughs) amy sedaris too is the mom like yeah i mean megan fox is great in this yeah you know, and I feel like I don't say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think she's not in that much, but like, you know, she's not. Um, she's she's great in this. Amanda Seafried, again, I'm like, is really good, but like, 
like I feel like this movie is balanced on like a razor's edge of like camp and camp's not even the right word but I'm like if it leaned just a little bit I wouldn't be able to take it seriously at all yes yeah you know what I mean but it doesn't it doesn't tip right it doesn't like you can't take it seriously you can stick with it um right but it's ooh so close to falling off that edge it is and this is directed by Karin Kusama who I love I've mm-hmm. talked about The Invitation and Destroyer and uh, like a lot of her films and the thing about this movie is I remember specifically how it was marketed which was not the way the movie is like the movie is marketed as like Megan Fox is hot and it's like yeah, yeah she's she's hot sure but like that's not the the movie is a, is literally like her spoilers i guess murdering boy boys like that's yeah. like what the movie is about and it was kind of like it came at a time where that type of thing wouldn't have really flown to be shown as like this is what the movie is going to be it's like this is yeah. the this is we need this to be exactly i can r- literally visualize the trailers um with like yeah. you know let the bodies hit the floor or something like playing super loud in the background but um yeah i i love this movie it's super ridiculous and like very, very knowing of what it is and what it's supposed yeah. to be. And I just appreciate the hell out of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, ridiculous. and Adam Brody. We didn't bring up oh, Adam yeah. Brody. <laughs> yeah. As the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, hey, Adam Brody. Um, Adam Brody. <laughs> yeah. As seen in Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yes. <laughs> Shazam 2's Adam Brody. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah. I'm glad you watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is I am, like, checking these boxes and I'm like, there's a reason these movies are still in the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. What brought you to that? Just, it was what? there? Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body? Um, I I don't know. I think it was, it, I watched it with my wife, so I think it was a tag team, like, her scrolling through the list and me scrolling through the list and, like, trying to find ones that we... Yeah, overlapped, over, overlapped. Yeah, did had Jess yeah. never seen it? No, she had. Oh, okay, okay. Long, I was gonna say long ago. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. it's one of those, you know, she doesn't care about if the movie she's watching she's never seen before or not. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not a letterboxed user. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's fantastic. In a completely different direction, although close. There's some people. Not in common, but I'll just say it. I I started my Kelly Riker journey this week, which I know you had started with First Cow, which I'll be Mm -hmm. interested to hear what your take is on this. Um, I watched a film from 2013, I believe, called Night Moves, which is not a remake Mm -hmm. of the Night Moves from from the 70s, which I was like, ooh, interesting. It is not that. Uh, (laughs) This stars Jesse Eisenberg, Dakota Fanning, Peter Sarsgaard as three environmental activists who plan on blowing up a dam in because they believe it's harming the environment and all of these things an interesting movie to watch and i kind of watched it because i was like i had just seen how to blow up a pipeline i'm like this is kind of in a similar vein very different films like how to blow up a pipeline is a thriller this is a thriller of sorts but it is very slow very measured Lots of locked off camera on sticks, watching people do things. Lots of, you Mm -hmm. know, if it's not on that, it's attached to the car and watching two people drive and say nothing. It's so much more about the performances and about uh, how these characters feel about what's going on. 
which is really interesting. I don't know. Was first cow? Is that basically like? Is that first cow is very much the same thing. It's that yeah, very slow, very like let's watch this whole movement play out. Yes, you know, like we're not going to cut away at the moment you feel like you should cut away. We're going to stick and watch the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is how I felt about this too. Which, in contrast to how to blow up a pipeline, I think worked beautifully i was like kind of blown away by just how well paced this was for a movie that is so slow and takes place within like a two-day period and i was just like i I don't know i after seeing this i'm like i can't wait to see showing up which i believe is her new movie um which came out Mm -hmm. this year can't wait to go back and watch her older films as well um great performances across the board it's weird because jesse eisenberg like there's this nervous unsettling nature about the film obviously because it's about these people trying to do something really really criminal and his energy is actually subdued which is like oh i thought Mm. she would have picked him because of his nervous jumpy kind of mannerisms he's not really like he's very subdued in this film which i was i was like oh this is real she saw something in him that at 2013 which was like you know zombie land that's when he was at his height she kind of went against the fold but in a in a character that like could have been played the way Jesse Eisenberg normally is, which I thought was interesting. Sure. So um, I love this. This is streaming on Prime right now. It's not going to be for everybody for sure because it is so slow. But if you can stick with it, I think you'll get something out of it. Um, not you specifically, but the listener. Uh, and watching this back-to-back with How to Blow Up a Pipeline, I think would be a disservice to both films, which is really weird because they're about I, like the same kind of thing. Vibe, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Night Moves. Liked it a lot. You have to, uh, you have to watch her short film, Owl, um, Owl. which is on YouTube and is four minutes long. Oh, fantastic. Um, and is, uh, yeah, just watch it. I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interested to see what you think. Okay. Um, I mean, I could make a jump here um, in that, like, speaking of a director uh, who had a short film that made a feature film. Um, oh. But no, I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense. Uh, I watched <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, which is a movie from 2012 uh, starring Aubrey Plaza, Jake Johnson, and Mark Duplass, directed by Colin Trevorrow. That's how I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of Jurassic um, World fame. <laughs> of Jurassic World fame. This is the film, the only film uh, he's made, the only feature he made before he was handed the Jurassic World franchise, which is absolutely insane. What? Um, yeah. It's also, um, shout out, uh, Karan Sony is in it uh, of Deadpool fame. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is based off of like the real magazine clipping. Um wanted someone to go back in time with me this is not a joke you'll be paid after we get back must bring your own weapons i've only done this once before safety not guaranteed um i mean there's your log line for the whole movie uh and that's basically the whole movie um this movie is is pretty good it's weird because aubrey plaza and jake johnson are very much playing april ludgate and nick miller um (laughs) There's like slight variations on it, but it's hard not to just see them, which I think now both of them know how to get away from that character. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's very, very similar. But uh, I mean, this movie's really interesting. It's well done. Um, Mm -hmm. 
it it feel I mean it feels like a first movie. Uh, mm. I don't know how you sell this movie as like this guy could make Jurassic World, but yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, it's a little weird because so Mark Duplass plays the guy who posted the ad to go back in time, mm. um, and it's weird because in the 2023 world, this is a very different character. Like he's oh. like a he's like a wilderness survivalist guy, you know, where he's like, you know, has all of his own weaponry. He like is, you know, thinks he's being followed by the government, kind of like all this right. different stuff that like is in 2023 a very specific person that it's yeah. not meant to be back in 2012. Right. Um, 2012, 2012. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little weird. I had to like keep separating myself from that because I was like, I don't want to like this guy, but it's also Mark Duplass. So he's like, how do you unbear- yeah. unbearably lovable? Yeah. You can't not um, love him. But uh, I mean, it's worth a watch. Have you seen this movie? I actually don't think that I have. No, it's worth a watch. It's short. It's like less than 90 minutes. Um, Ooh, it, it gets in, tells the story it wants to uh, and gets out. I won't spoil it for you, but like, the ending i love the ending um it's 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 a great payoff but uh okay i rented this on uh, apple i believe for like nice. 3 bucks so nice well this was one of those movies that when i was i mean what did you say this was 2012 yeah yeah this is one that i remember hearing about cuz it's when i started to really think about movies seriously and not seriously uh-huh. but like as like an interest and a lot of the movie YouTubers that just talked about movie news back in 2012, which was like over 10 years ago now, like this was one they're like, this is really interesting. And then yeah. talking about Colin Trevorrow after it's like, like that's what they were doing was picking like smaller filmmakers out of the indie pool yeah. and saying, here, can you do the, the big thing? Which I think is really like Ryan Johnson was the same way, you know, it was like, oh, this yeah. guy who does like brick, like. <laughs> so it's really weird because. Colin Trevorrow, and this is where my my link from the previous film kind of came from, but also yeah. uh, did this short in 2002 Ooh. called Home Base, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a short that like was passed endlessly around my friend group when I was really? in film school. Like just like, oh, like you got to watch this short film. It's hysterical. Like it's such a, a crazy premise. Yeah. Um, to, to give you the tagline, a bitter ex-boyfriend exacts sweet revenge by actively pursuing a sexual relationship with his former girlfriend's mother. Sure. And it is just like a, it's, I mean, it's like a nine minute short film. And I yeah. lost my shit the other day when I like looked up Colin Trevorrow and I scrolled down and saw and you were like, oh. base. And I was like, oh my God. Um, oh. So I don't know. It's very, very weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And him as a filmmaker now, it's like, you know, he had a Star Wars movie at, at, at one point and it was taken from him. And like, I don't know, like, what yeah. he's even got coming I down I don't the either. Pipe. I feel like he just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the. Uh, he fell into the machine. The, the second, yeah, the second two Jurassic World movies were so just like blah. that. But they made a billion plus. So it's like he was one of those like go-to dudes. Yeah. I <laughs> like just wonder Trevor how much he's like even. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Very, very odd. 
I think the guy so has talent. I just anything. I do no. too. Nothing. Coming, I think huh? he has a producer credit coming up. Oof. It's like Josh Trank. It's like you 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 get one movie that's like not super great, and people think like this is all you can do, and then it's it's hard to yeah. to pick your next project up. Well, it's so it's so strange. I'm like, are, you'd think like he could put something smaller together. Why not? I don't unless yeah. he's locked into some weird agreement, but I don't know. Well, that's that's very awesome. very odd. Yeah. You know what else is very very odd? Um, <laughs> I watched Hypnotic. Uh, yeah. The other oh, night. Oh, good, good, good. Um, which is the real reason why I'm here, everybody. Um, <laughs> wow, this movie is absolutely absurd in every single kind of way. And the craziest thing is like, it's a movie that takes all of Nolan's like exact points, mm-hmm. but doesn't do them even fifth as well. Like it is so crazy yeah. to me because it's like big premise, ridiculous, lots of tech, really flashy filming, like or uh, like cinematography and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just didn't hang together because I don't think the movie makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, you've talked about this movie, so I'm not going to go into like the plot or anything, but it, it it's a movie that like, asks for more interrogation of what's going on but when you do that there's nothing there to the point of like insanity and for the first you know two-thirds of the film i'm like this is just a pretty bad movie you know with bad acting and ridiculous effects and whatever and and then when the twist happened i was like wait a minute is this actually a good movie and then it kept going and i was like yeah no this movie actually doesn't make any sense at all (laughs) It it builds so much. It builds so much world. It spends so yes. much time building a world, and then it throws it all away. For what? It just For- goes, <laughs> yeah, so all of those rules, not really. Right. Actually, this. And, like, that's the thing that got, that got it for me, that I was just like, you worked so hard, and then we got to the point where, like, the story should start. Right. And just... Instead, we do something entirely different. We do. And it's a movie that I feel like the twist both comes too late and too early. It's like you either had to do this way sooner or wait till the very end so that we can have this kind of aha moment. But it does it like right at the end of the second act, which is just like. Yeah. So now we're going to start asking the questions that the movie itself cannot answer. And uh, spoilers for Hypnotic, like when they're. When he's in the white room and they're mm-hmm. like, this is all a construct, I was like, okay, fine. Then they go outside to the back lot. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, hold hold the phone. What is going on here? This what is, is going big, on here? Yeah. Are any of you hypnotic or is it just one person who's a hypnotic? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It like it it unfolds into this just like <laughs> bureaucratic nightmare that you're just like yeah. Like, I was way more interested in what you were building otherwise than this other shift that we've gone into. And I'm glad you watched this because I can bring up the movie I wanted to talk about last week that I didn't. But did you ever see The Adjustment Bureau? 
Yes. Yeah, with Damon. This is the same movie, and it's yes. hilarious because it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. But like, the Adjustment Bureau is literally like, oh, there's this weird thing. There are these people who like correct the future and like in a weird Loki thing, like, you know, keep like the main timeline intact. And right. then like they build it up and then they're just like, actually, we're going to spend all this time telling you about the Adjustment Bureau and then we're yes. going to change the whole point. Right. And like. You know, and then that one just got absurd. But I like the like about two thirds of the way through the movie. I'm like, is this the fucking adjustment bureau? Like, yes. Is this uh, quite literally, <laughs> but sloppier. But but to the point where I was yeah. like, ah, like and it's weird because I don't peg Robert Rodriguez as a guy who doesn't know what he wants. And as I was yeah. watching Ben Affleck, I was like, Ben Affleck doesn't know what movie he's in right now. And that is so weird to me because, like, I don't love Ben Affleck, but I think that he always at least fits the movie he's in. Yeah. I felt like he thought he was in a straight-up, like, heist thriller thing, which yeah. it just was, wasn't. was It was, like— it Well, just, his whole performance on the other side of it, I feel like, just didn't work, where he was, yeah. like, kind of the bad guy who knew the whole thing anyway. I'm like, yeah. I, 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 I just was, and 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 the amount of talent that was stacked in this movie is just like, what what did you guys? Th- I mean, it was obviously a COVID production, but I was like, what did you guys? Did you guys all just yeah. need to work? Like, and I love Robert Rodriguez, but holy shit, this was a real like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's here? so weird too because like I watched this and then like the day after, the trailer for Spy Kids Five came out and I was yeah. like, I don't. I don't under, I mean, I don't think I've ever understood what Robert Rodriguez really wants out of his career. No, I don't think maybe there's an aim to it. I think he just like, is like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And like, yeah, power to him for that. But yeah, that movie so was, be it. was something was something, not the worst thing I'd ever seen, but deeply not as good as it should have been. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I gotta, I gotta anchor us with one last one here yeah. because normally I would say, oh, we're kind of into it, but I feel like we, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't let this one go, um, especially because I know you love this movie. I watched Inside Lewin Davis. Yes, the co- um, my beloved which, Coens, which is a movie I've uh, again never seen. Um, was on my list of ones I missed. It's um, a more obscure Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. I know uh, a single man is also on my uh, on that list, but yeah, um, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, this movie's so good. I like might be one of the better Coen Brothers movies. I mean, there are like the top tier Coen Brothers movies, obviously, but like it's up there for me. It's it's up there. Like I get past, you know, you get past like Lebowski and No Country and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou and Fargo. stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, Fargo, Raising Arizona. Okay, I guess we're already in like the all of them. Yeah, but like <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, this is like incredibly well-made incredibly like endearing it's it's really weird it made me really really uh homesick for living in i didn't live in in the west village i live in the, in the east village but like yeah there are so yeah. many hits of that that i mean i've like i've been to the gaslight like there yeah. are so many like just i think i've been to the gaslight now that i say that i'm like because mm, it's still called that <laughs> um but i've been to concert venues in the west village kind of yeah um, yeah 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 but uh i mean just i like i know these people you know what i mean like i know these yeah. these artists and it, it's just like 
it got me. I mean, it's like just that that beat down, that endless, endless beat down. Oh yeah. It's and so just good. and in the middle, just an astonishing Oscar Isaac performance that Yeah. You know, like, like it's next level. you almost forget because like he's a Star Wars guy, he's in a lot of things and he's in Dune yeah. and like they don't let him cook that often. But when he does, he is literally top tier, top flight actor. And you see yeah. it all in this movie. And it's such a quiet movie, too, which is why I think the Coen brothers, like, not that they're loud, but their movies are, like, big. Not, not like, scale-wise, yeah. but they're just, like, No Country is, like, a is a behemoth of a film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Big Lebowski, like, yeah. it's incredibly dense and goes on forever, yeah. Right, and everybody knows it, whereas this is, like, no, nobody talks about Inside Lewin Davis, but it's shot. Yeah, like within an inch of its life, dude. It mm-hmm. looks the color work in that movie is just like is holy shit. Level. Yeah, um, it's like Oscar endless. Great. It's like endless cast. It's funny because I was like, I was watching it and I'm like, I feel like this like isn't a Coen Brothers cast, right? Like there haven't been any. And then I saw this guy. I was like, who is that? Because I was like, that couldn't be Austin Butler because that's like doesn't work at all. And I was like, what do I know him <laughs> from? I was like, oh, it's Garrett Hedlund. And then I was like, oh. Man, yeah, there aren't really a lot of Coen Brothers actors in this. And then in yeah. the back seat behind Garrett Hedlund is John Goodman. And I'm like, oh, okay. well, sure. <laughs> you always got to fit Goodman in there a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. It's an incredible movie. Um, glad yeah. I watched it. Glad. I, I mean, like every one of these that I'm checking off, I'm like, glad I watched that. Like, there's a reason people keep talking about these movies a little bit. Yeah. Like- <laughs> There's a reason they've stuck in my head to be like, this is a movie you probably should have seen. 